You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Today, I want to give you a little encouragement. I want to just minister to your soul and get you focused on God's Word. And I want to talk to you today about how we have a God of second chances. A God of second chances. He is full of mercy. He's full of grace. He forgives us. And this is something that we should be thinking about, relying on, and enjoying about our God. Now, you don't have to walk with God for very long to realize you're just not perfect. Uh, We don't have everything together. It can be very easy at times um, to look good when we compare ourselves to other people. But when you're a believer and in God's presence and walking with God and you compare yourself to Him, you realize that you're just not that great. Uh, Romans 3.23 rings true to your soul. It says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all need God's compassion. We all need God's mercy. We all need God's forgiveness. And that includes everyone, you and I, Christian, non-Christian, because we all blow it. We all fall short of His glory. And although we are being transformed into the image of Christ as believers, as followers of Jesus, we're just not there yet. And we have the flesh, and we have sin, and we mess up, and we need a gracious God who is full of mercy, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and willing to forgive. And this is what the Bible actually teaches us through His Word. This is who we have in Jesus. God declares this about Himself. Uh, Exodus 34, 6, He tells Moses this, and He says these things, that, that He is actually a God of grace, that He is full of mercy. He's slow to anger. And so, Throughout the Bible we see this, but today I want to I want to talk to you about a character in the Bible who sort of knows this experientially. Uh, Jonah. He knew this truth better than probably any other guy. He was an imperfect prophet that cared more about his country and vengeance than one that cared seeing about lost people get saved. Uh, God would tell Jonah to go to Nineveh to preach judgment and to warn them. And Jonah, his response was like, "Nope, deuces, I'm out." I don't want to. I don't want to do that, God. So he disobeys God, the direct orders of God's display of mercy to these people. He disobeys. He goes the opposite way to Tarshish in a ship, and uh, there's a lot of storms and problems for Jonah's life. Jonah knew how merciful God was. He knew that he would forgive people, and so he didn't want to preach to the Ninevites because he knew that they could repent and be forgiven. Sadly, he didn't want the gospel to be good news for them. He only wanted the gospel to be good news for himself. And we should realize this as people. We need to be preaching the gospel not only to ourselves and receive God's mercy, but give that to other people, even our enemies, even people that we have um, dislike or problems with. But listen, before we judge Jonah too hard, listen to what a, a commentary I read this week about the Ninevites said. It says, Nineveh was great in sin. For the Assyrians were known far and wide for their violence, showing no mercy to their enemies. They impaled live victims on sharp poles, leaving them to roast to death in the desert sun. They beheaded people by the thousands and stacked their skulls up in piles by the city gates, and they skinned people alive. They respected neither age nor sex and followed a policy of killing babies and young children so they wouldn't have to care for them. Okay, so the Ninevites were not angels. They were wicked, evil people. And these Ninevites were wicked and evil enemies towards the nation of Israel, towards 
uh, Jonah and Jerusalem and the hometown and his people. And so they mistreated the Israelites. They mistreated people that Jonah probably knew in Israel. Um, and he didn't want to forgive them. But we see God wanted to forgive them. And although it was hard for Jonah to forgive, God was able wanted to display his love and mercy even to these people. Now listen again, before we get too judgmental, don't forget that God displayed his love towards us while we were wicked people. While we were enemies, Christ died for us. He showed mercy and love and God was uh, sent his son to die on the cross for our sins. This is who God is. And see, this is how we know we fall short because we're like Jonah ourselves, aren't we? Jonah couldn't receive this, didn't want to receive this. He wasn't, uh, he didn't, couldn't display this type of love, but our God gives this agape love that he displays. And so Jonah fell short, he blew it, he rebelled, and he was going on a ship. And there's storms, and there was problems. Finally, to the point where uh, the people on the ship threw him off because he knew he blew it, and there was consequences for that sin. And the Bible says in Jonah that a great fish prepared by God swallowed Jonah up. Uh, as we And as he was in the belly of the fish, he prays to God and he repents for his disobedience. In chapter 2, verse 8, uh, Jonah would say in his prayer, Those who regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. He realizes the idol of his patriotism, his nationality, this bitterness and vengeance towards a nation was not going to bring him hope or healing. I hope you know that, that there is no president, no nation no uh, vengeance that can replace God. They're vain idols to harbor things and to place things on top of your relationship with God. First, we are Christians, not white Christian or black Christian, not an American Christian or a Western Christian. We are Christians, followers of God, and Jonah needed to understand that his identity was in who God was and experiencing that, not in the things that he wanted to take place, like giving vengeance are putting Israelites over another nation. And so the Lord spoke to this fish, and he heard Jonah's cry, and the fish vomited Jonah out upon dry land, the end of chapter 2. And here's where I think I wanted to speak to you about the God of second chances in this whole subject, because we see this beautiful truth in Jonah chapter 3, verse 1. It says this, Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. God was still willing to forgive Jonah and use him despite his disobedience, despite him not wanting to do what God wanted to do at first. Now, did Jonah royally blow it? Absolutely. But this shows us that our God is a God of second chances because he went to Jonah again and said, hey, you, you want to do this now? He used this per, imperfect person uh, to minister the the hope, this good news that God can give mercy. Jonah blew it, but God was there. And you know what? You don't have to read very far in the Bible to discover this truth, that God forgives his servants, that he restores people into ministry. People like, like you and like me, even when we blow it, God loves us and he restores us. And he wants to use you, even if you've messed up. Think about Abraham. The, the one that, that actually founded the Israelites, the Jewish people. Well, he fled to Egypt where he lied about his wife, Sarah, saying, no, she's only my sister and put her down. But God gave him a second chance. Even in Abraham's bloodline, Jacob, Jacob lied to his father, Isaac, for a birthright. But God restored him and used Jacob to build the nation of Israel. 
You may say, well, well, I've done way more than just little white lies. You remember uh, the father of faith? Not only Abraham, but Moses. He was a friend of God. Abraham killed a man. He fled from Egypt. He fled from God's calling. And yet, after humility, after repentance, God called him to be the leader of his people. You see examples like this even in the New Testament with another murderer, Paul, who was Saul and changed by Jesus Christ to Paul. Peter, he even denied Jesus three times. But you remember what Jesus did after the resurrection? He went to Peter and said, follow me. The beckon still the question still beckons us, will we follow Jesus even when we mess up? Now listen, this doesn't mean that we just go on doing whatever we do and excuse our sin, abusing God's grace. Romans 6, 1-4 talks about that. We don't just sin that grace may abound. And it doesn't mean that there aren't real consequences for our sins when we royally blow it. Jonah was really in the belly of a fish. It was not pleasant. There were consequences that he had to face and deal with because of his disobedience. And there will be consequences that we have to face because of our disobedience. But this truth does mean that there is real mercy for people like you and me when we blow it and we can still be used by God because we can turn to God and ask for forgiveness. You see, when we repent, when we receive our righteousness from Christ, we can be restored in Him and we can be used by Him still in mighty ways after we mess up. Proverbs 24, 16 says, For the righteous fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. In Christ, we can rise again. In Christ, you can be used by God again. You see, throughout Jonah's time of rebellion, God was displeased by him but he never left him. He never abandoned him. He never deserted him. Isaiah 43, 2 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And God was with Jonah, even his disobedience. God is with you, even in your disobedience. You can't hide from him, the Bible says. Because God heard Jonah's prayer in the belly of the fish, and he'll hear your prayer wherever you go. However far you think you are, you're only one prayer away from turning to God and being used by him once again. You see, even in our rebellion, God is still with us. David said in Psalm 139, verse 7 through 8, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where, where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, well, you are there. We have a God who will never leave us or forsake us, Hebrews 13, 5 says. And he is a God that gives second chances. Aren't you so grateful for that? Can't you praise God for that today? Maybe you've blown it. Would you just go and pray to God and ask Him to use you once again? Sure, there'll be consequences. Sure, you need time to be restored and healing. But God's not done with us. He came to Jonah a second time and He'll come to you a second time. And so be encouraged today. This is who our God is. He displayed mercy and love to the Ninevites in this passage, Jonah 3.1. But He also displayed it to His servant, Jonah. And you know what? He wants to restore you, His servant, so that you can display mercy to even his enemies, the world. And so you could turn to God and find hope today. May you, when you blow it, go to God and be restored. Hey, thanks again so much for listening to these live devotionals. I'm having a great time. Three in one week, and uh, we'll get back to it next week as well. Excited for this Sunday service as we continue our series uh, and continue to study God's word together. So God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening, sharing the word on social media. And I pray that today's devotional from Jonah 3.1, God of Second Chances, was a blessing to you.